Hello beautiful humans, hello beautiful souls, hello my dear listeners and friends. Welcome to another episode of the Nishangar show. In this episode I have my amazing beautiful friend Noel from Idaho. And in this episode we go deeper into energy work, leaning into pain and discomfort. How she has been living in the unknown and uncertainties over the last one year. She talks about her son's recovery and disease that he has been going through over the past one year. This conversation is very vulnerable. We go really deeper and we have fun at the same time. We are enjoying this conversation. We are swinging into this pendulum of fun, depth, emotional vulnerability and all of it. Embracing all of the human emotions and welcoming all the aspects of this humanness and our beingness into this conversation and before we start this conversation i have a request to you my dear friends please 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 fill this survey form it will really help me i have a request to you to fill this survey form that will help me to know what is working what is not working so far i have only received two responses so my request to you is that please let me know what is working what is not working and what do you like to hear more of what what would you like to hear less of what do you want me to do more and less of please please i would really really appreciate your time it will only take 5 minutes only 5 minutes of your time and no pressure whenever you have time please it will really really help all of us it will help the collective it will help all of the podcast listeners to to step into the new possibilities when i have new survey responses new feedback feedback is an amazing way to grow and learn and to really see into ourselves because right now i have my own blind spots i don't know what is working what what is working so when i hear from you directly when i hear from my listeners directly that will help me to see the data points and feel into that and and create a new direction and create a new path for this podcast or myself and for all the listeners maybe you have a topic in your mind that you want me to cover maybe you want to have a particular guest to be in the podcast we can do that okay thank you so much and uh, now let's start this amazing beautiful fun conversation with noel noel my friend welcome to the show nishant hello it is so wonderful to see you and see your beautiful face so noel so <laughs> this is fascinating to to have a conversation or an interview with a friend a dear friend so i want to mention to all the dear listeners how we connected how noel and i connected so i visited sun valley idaho last year in the summer and i was coming out of the coffee shop and she was getting into her car and our eyes just connected our eyes just matched mm-hmm. and from there this relationship of this beautiful friendship has been going on and we have kept in touch since then and she has become one of the listeners who listens to every episode who listens uh, to every podcast episode and she has promoted the podcast 
everywhere. So I'm truly, truly grateful to have you on the show uh, and to bring your own stories and to bring your okay. vulnerabilities, to bring your summations and healing to our listeners. Thank you. So, Thank you so much. Noel. It, it was so fun to meet <laughs> like that. I mean, can you believe it? We truly did have a connection that it, it's just, it's like we knew each other in a different lifetime. And these kind of connections are beyond words. They're speechless. And you know that my closest friends, including you, I didn't know they existed. I was just traveling alone in the mountains and I happened to meet with amazing people in different cities. So Noel, tell us a little bit about yourself. People who don't know who is Noel, what does she do or who is she becoming? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Oh, gosh. Well, I first just want to say, if we could just quickly talk about your amazing podcasts and how incredibly evolving they have been to listen to you from last year to this year and how basically I consider it free therapy. Although I know that you just have the disclaimer, right? <laughs> this isn't really therapy, but it is such therapy. So I just want to say to you, thank you so much. Thank you for putting out the effort and just honoring people's hearts and minds and the guests that you have are so beautiful and so genuine and so i just want to say thank you to you so thank you by the way i haven't i haven't paid you to speak good good words about oh, the podcast no. <laughs> no, absolutely not <laughs> no oh gosh um noel uh, do i want to start by saying i'm a wife and a mother and a daughter and a sister and an aunt and a friend and a woman who lives in the mountains. So blessed. Whatever is going through you, whatever you want to share with us. Yeah. It's your platform. Well, when we met last year, and it was literally like a connection that was so beautiful. And the minute we met, and ever since then, like you said, we have had we've had this friendship. And I live in a small town. And I know a lot of people. And so to meet new people like yourself is just so exciting. I am a people person. That's definitely who I am. I do love people, but I also am kind of a little bit of a recluse at the same time. I'm a very average 50-something-year-old lady. <laughs> I'll throw my age out there proudly, but also just constantly growing. And that is what has been happening a year from uh, last year to now. I could have never predicted what has been going on in my life. And so it's been a very vulnerable time for me in the last year. And it's been a time of growth and pain and loss and rebuilding myself every building or finding out really who I am with these challenges and the adversity that's happened from death to disease to a winter that was so long. Oh my gosh, six months of snow and ice and almost a, a time of inner grieving. So in the last year, that has been very, very much a part of my life. And I can't say on this end, we're so far in miles from each other, 
But on this end, I would have never been able to predict what's what's going on. So that has left me a huge opportunity to really find out what I'm going to do with this grit and without being specific on what's been going on. Like I said, death and disease and also hope and faith and walking and talking my spiritual path and really finding out if I cling to that, that spiritual path that I think that I'm on or think that's happening with me. And that's why I connect so much with you and with your interviews and your guests and your podcasts is because it gives me so much hope and I get to really find out who I am. And at 50 something years old and you don't, I, I don't think a lot of people take the time to do that. And I feel so grateful that I've, even though through this adversity of change, that I'm kind of sticking to my truth. And it's been quite a journey. Thank you for yeah. sharing. Aren't we all transitioning from one stage to another? Aren't we all moving from one phase to another? Life changes, life moves so fast and it's our ability to just sit with the discomfort. And for me, this this whole week and from last few months, this theme of pain and theme of discomfort has been arising. And just to truly leaning into the discomfort, truly leaning into that pain, it's just so hard because whenever the whenever the discomfort arises, mind wants to gave a story his mind wants to create narratives that it is hard do something else find pleasure it's it's pain so avoid pain and find pleasure and the new growth opportunities to truly lean into that pain and discomfort and not doing it alone finding people around us could be therapists or coaches or friends to really ground us and before we started recording i actually i sent a voice note to my coach my quantum coach saying that I've been feeling all these freaking energies today. I'm all mm -hmm. over the place. It's very destructive. What do I do? Mm -hmm. So he, he said, I'm going to paraphrase. He said that I'm on the right track. I'm on the new chapter in my life. I'm letting myself to truly feel all these universal cosmic frequencies. Because what mm -hmm. happens is when these new frequencies arise in my system, in this human system, my human system is used to feeling all these frequencies. So truly learning to tap into those frequencies because universe is always having something bigger for us than what we want and oh, gosh, i have a so choice true. i have a choice to truly distract myself to eat more my my guru is eating shame mm -hmm. eating <laughs> and shaming people <laughs> and and be when i'm when i'm feeling frustrated my my guru is uh-huh not being kind and i was i've been noticing this pattern inside of myself when i'm feeling frustrated i'm not super kind to others so that's right. my opportunity to lean in and to be kind and compassionate to others and those those practices all these mindfulness and kindness and compassion all these practices are beautiful practices and it's easy to practice all of that when life is going great but when life hits you when when the when the ground underneath you is removed, when the rug under you is removed, then how do we hold on to this life? So, Noel, would so you like to said. So would you like to said. share 
what happened last year and how have you been holding up since last year if you're open to sharing i know a little bit i know i know a lot of things that have happened in your life since last year would you would yeah. you like to share and how have you been holding on and your resilience your practices yeah well let's see without getting too specific because i am in such a vulnerable state and i want to stay grounded right now and centered without being emotional you can um, be emotional this podcast is about emotional regulation yeah <laughs> it's, uh, it's your opportunity to yeah. to show yes. up to show up so, courage thank you. yeah thank if, you. if you no pressure if you really feel like to thank you. share your truth to share your story this is an opportunity yeah. for you noel well thank you i i've I've been a mom for 27 years and I've been married to a wonderful man and we our life was kind of just really going and everybody was thriving and just like you said earlier it's really it's really easy when things are going well to to stick to a little bit more of like a schedule or a practice and I've always I I practice kundalini yoga it is something that I could not really right now i feel like i'd be heavily medicated if i did not have my breath work and my kundalini so to make a long story short last year after i had met you and i remember you had asked me about my job and how i got this wonderful job that i have and this career and i said well i manifested it i manifested this i remember this perfect this this so called perfect job and so i do have a nice little career that suits me well but the word that i'm i'm keying on is manifesting and i felt so proud about that i felt so proud about saying that and and holding true to the fact that yes i did manifest that and that did happen and it is happening and that's just you know our careers and our jobs and how we put food on the table and a roof over our head is is always so interesting to hear people and how they do it and and how much you have to work to make all of that happen and having three kids and actually adult children and this this after meeting you and you had shortly after that left we had a senior in high school we have a senior in high school our son had just graduated from college our daughter just graduated from college and life was you know just going and and going very well and we're and I'm always so grateful for that. And then am I allowed to swear shit hit the fan. <laughs> and all of these very bizarre things started to happen. I started to lose friends quickly to disease and illness and my son <laughs> of course I'll cry. My son got sick and was misdiagnosed for a very long time and ended up having hodgkin's lymphoma and he hates when i cry so i'm going to be strong plus my voice changes anyway so it ended up through very unfortunate events that he got sick he is healing i just want to put that out because <laughs> i'm still manifesting and i am a manifester and that is what i really want to say is that I'm a manifester of of an, and a generator and uh, but through the course of the last 9 months it has been the unknown 
the absolute most unknown. And that has been a word that I use often because through the course of the misdiagnosis and he had to have an extremely serious back surgery and they could not find out what was wrong with him. He was a D1 athlete, incredible. He is an incredible athlete, but life just, the rug was literally pulled out from underneath us. And it was such a painful time because we had no answers and the medical world didn't have answers for us. And I try not to blame. And so I had to work through a lot of not blaming professionals and physicians and surgeons and special departments at high-end hospitals and and being the mom putting on my super cape and being the strength for my son, for my daughters, for my husband, for myself, for my family, for my mother, my father who are still here and, and my siblings and all of the support that we had, but still having that support and not knowing and the unknown of this new world that literally had been thrown to us, what has been something that I, I, I feel like I, you couldn't even make it up. You know, people, my best friend's wife was killed in a tragic ATV accident. My girlfriend died in her sleep. It was, you couldn't make this stuff up. It was Sorry. like coming so quickly. And every time I turned around and because I do live in a smaller town. We are so, we all know each other and we are very deeply connected through our practices, whether it's a Kundalini class or um, going to church on Sunday, which I used to do, or seeing each other in the grocery store or at the coffee shops. And so it was always there. And all of this pain was everywhere. And it was like, a toxic dump and I, and a sad, painful, unknown. And I really had to every day put my feet on the ground and think about how I was going to handle the day and handle the unknown of what was going to happen, not only with my son and his Hodgkin's lymphoma diagnosis, but his back surgery and rebuilding, he literally had to rebuild himself and being so connected as a mother and finding my strength through him and seeing his strength and knowing that his strength and my strength and our strength together was the only way. And also being vulnerable and crying and really trying to keep it together, but not knowing exactly how. And yes, they're therapists and and tapping into that, tapping into the coaches and your podcasts. And seriously, he's not paying me anybody. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I did pay him. Just kidding. <laughs> He'll have to take me out to I coffee. I did pay some love. <laughs> He'll have to take me out for coffee this summer. But really finding the tools 
to add to my toolbox what were what was already in my toolbox that I could pull from and what did I need to add to it and what did I need to take away from the from that toolbox what did I need to throw away that wasn't serving me and so I could get into more detail of sadness and tragedy but I think really it's more fun to focus on and more real and more tr- genuine to focus on how do people get through the unknown and i know you have your story and that is what is so cool about connecting with people if we could put our phones down once in a while and make eye contact like we did on that corner of that coffee shop in between the coffee shop and wherever board bin or whatever it was so i will connect <laughs> some of the dots here you live in sun valley idaho and sun valley is a beautiful ski resort town and i've been visiting that town for for last two years in the summer i don't ski i don't yeah. i don't want to go in the winters so i love summer i don't there. either and i am and I'll here be visiting there again in august first week of first week of september actually i'll be visiting there again so beautiful you said and thank you for sharing again so yes unknown and the goal yes the goal and the intention is to getting through that pain getting through the discomfort and the unknown and at least what i've noticed in the spiritual communities is the spiritual bypassing we don't want to feel anything bad we don't want to feel anything sad we just want to feel good we want to get through that and for me and people i know these days the the new level of evolution for us is to really feel whatever we are feeling which is so hard and then so it's a it's a process feeling what what is whatever is happening and then moving through that through different mm-hmm. kinds of support system and mm-hmm. unknown is is very hard to stay in that unknown and unknown because we don't know what is going to happen mm-hmm. so you mentioned well you mentioned about Google box some of the tools you had you had kundalini yoga so if if you go back last year you could you tell us what were some of the practices you already had and what new practices you you did add on mm-hmm. last year and this year into your toolbox well i've been i've always been a well not always but i've been a yogi for a long time and i've taught yoga and but what again the game changer for me was breath work and being introduced to kundalini in 2020 during covid and i took some classes online and i committed to a 40 day kundalini class and in kundalini they say that it takes 40 days to change a habit get rid of to basically change a habit or create a habit and i loved that that for me was attainable and something that i could do and from that time on and 2020 i i think i've missed maybe a total of 20 days and 3 years of not practicing so it's a it's a commitment for me and it's sometimes 10 minutes a day and sometimes it's an hour and 20 minutes sometimes it's an hour and a half it depends on what i what i have going on but to grow onto that commitment of taking care of myself and learning how to breathe throughout breathe through the and move through that discomfort a lot of walking you do a lot of walking and hiking in this town 
which is essential connecting, walking to the river, sitting by the river, talking to the river, talking to the mountains, feeling the energy of the valley. It's a very vibrant place of nature. It's just everywhere. So that is such a such a blessing for me. I don't know if I could ever live in in a city. I'm pretty sure I couldn't. I like to visit though. But I think back to your question of just knowing that somewhere in my day of the unknown. And I think it's kind of interesting to think about, aren't we always in the unknown? I mean, that brought that's what has been brought to my attention the most is that we actually are always in the unknown. We just have the illusion or delusion of thinking that we have control of the known. We might know that we have to go to the grocery store for the day, or we might know that our kids are going to school for the day, or we might have plans, but that still has the unknown. And that has really been something that I've been feeling more than and experiencing more than ever is we are living in the unknown all the time. That's true, all the time. Every minute of the day. And all of the experiences that I had last year with girlfriends who I was walking down the street with a year ago and aren't here anymore, that unknown or the unknown of of our future, you and I, Nishant, creating a retreat together and thinking about that and what that can bring to the un- on our minds to create a yeah. retreat. Yes. And and what unknown possibilities and opportunities we have there. But my practice is I am a very spiritual person, or I like to think that I am, or I practice that. But I have to believe that there is a grand, I believe every day and remind myself every day, there is a grand journey, a grand plan. It might not be beautiful. It might be really not beautiful and really painful, but the more that I'm in this right now, and especially with an incredibly beautiful son who's in the middle of a chemo tre- chemo treatments, the more that this has come into my life and my family's life and the people who love us, the more I realize that it's not what's happening. It's what I'm doing with what's happening. It's, it's what you are doing with what is happening. It's That's what I'm doing. It's what I'm doing with it. It's not so much that it's happening. It's how we are handling it. How and your I'm, son is 23, right? He's 24. And he will be 25. And he is going to be fine. And I know that, and he knows that, and we all know that. But the, the, how did this happen to me? How could this have happened to us? This doesn't happen to people like us. Oh my gosh. That's just something that we hear from other people. Yeah, not true. Uh, Have you heard of this book called When Things Fall Apart by Pema Chodron? No. 
Oh, well, I have Pima over here. I have another Pima book. Pima Chodron, when things fall apart. Okay. I think you will love that book. I've I've read that book many, many, many times over the last one year, and it has brought me of brought me from so much of trauma or life in the last one year. I highly, highly recommend that book, When Things Fall Apart. It's a small book, I, and you can literally meditate on I one paragraph. That. Very powerful book, When Things Fall Apart. And I keep that book in front of me every day. And another book I told you about, Trust Within by Molly Carroll. I have how that. To, how to tap into our intuition, how to take actions and decisions from a place of intuition. I so love that. And I, I, I am reading, I'm reading that right now. And I have one of the books when my son was undergoing his back surgery, it was The Power of Now, Eckhart Tolle, of course, you know, just absolutely classic for a spiritual beginner or anybody, everybody. But really, do we really think about living in the now? That was a practice for me. That is a practice for me every day. And that has really, the book itself, but really the concept of that's all we have is right now is kind of a trip to think about it because people don't think like that. Yeah, and everything is happening in the present moment, not in the past, not in the future. Not even the not even in the next moment. Everything is happening in this present moment. And it is our mind or the ego that wants to know what is going to happen in the next moment. Yes, mind has amazing power. Mind is beautiful, but we are using our mind. Speaking for myself, I'm using my mind for everything and rather letting my mind use for certain things and letting my heart use for certain things and not for everything in life so mind and heart they are powerful but we can't rely on mind and heart all the time whenever new situation whenever new frequency arises in our system mind wants to know what is that mind can manufacture emotions mind can Mm -hmm. manufacture emotions because mind is powerful mind will say okay you are sad you are disappointed you are frustrated you are this and that And heart might say, oh, I'm feeling this. Oh, I'm feeling Mm -hmm. that. You know, Mm -hmm. the labels, whatever is arising in that present moment, can Mm -hmm. we learn to embrace without any label? Just imagine Mm -hmm. when you go to a hike, and Eckhart Tolle talks about it, and we go on a hike, oh, this is beautiful. This is not beautiful. We are putting labels rather than Mm -hmm. just embracing and embodying the nature rather than labeling it is Mm -hmm. beautiful or this is x or this is y this is z isn't it funny how the word ego because the mind is the ego the ego is what gets us up in the morning puts food on the table you know we go put money in the in our bank accounts or whatever but isn't it funny when you talk about ego with people who don't really understand that you're not really talking about egotistical you're talking about just the mind ego and how much control it has over everything. And it's some people you can really talk to about the ego and they don't get defensive or, oh, I don't have an ego. I always love it when I hear people say that. I don't have an ego. And I'm like, no, actually, actually, 
that's your ego talking right there. <laughs> yeah, it's, ego you know? isn't bad. Ego is no, exactly. Ego, we exactly. can use our ego to the right things. Ego isn't good or bad, or nothing is good or bad in life. We put labels that this is good or this right. is bad, and and life is in the duality. Mm-hmm. We we are good and we are bad. I am yeah. good and I'm bad, and I'm aware, and at the same time, I'm I'm unaware. There are parts of me which are unaware, and to get to the heaven, we get to go through hell. Life is a pendulum. When we feel Absolutely. sad one day, next day we may feel happy, not clinging on to all different emotions, experiencing mm-hmm. and embracing all different emotions. As if you if you know Rumi, Rumi of course. said welcoming all the emotions in the Rumi's guest house. Welcoming sadness, welcoming happiness, welcoming joy, welcoming each and every emotion into the guest house and not discarding bad emotions or the negative emotions as you will. Absolutely. And with all of that being said, without a practice of some sort, without that love practice, without taking that time to find the stillness, I don't know how people get through things. I would like to hear how I, I, I would like to hear how other people get through their adversity, their pain just normal people. I mean, just I like when I listen to your guests who are incredible, but they're doctors, they're PhD, they have their masters, they've been clinical therapists. And I like to sometimes hear it from just the average Noel, the average. You can you can ask the average Joe. Sean. I'm the average Joe. <laughs> the average Sean. I'm exactly. the average Joe. I claim so to have ha- so many practices and coaches and therapists in my toolbox and I go through a lot of shit on a daily basis and having this awareness and recognition that it is okay. This is life, not clinging on to the good things, not clinging on to love. I can, I can embrace anger. I can embrace hate. And it depends. How am I channeling those energies of anger? Mm -hmm. How am I channeling those energies of hate? Love is very strong frequency and people who don't want to feel anger, why can you feel love? Love and uh, anger. Uh, so, so, so strong so frequencies, so strong emotions. We get to feel, learn to feel all different kinds of mm-hmm. emotions, learning to feel all different range of emotions. So love is powerful. And have you have you ever noticed, have you ever come across people who want to love, who want to have amazing love in their life? And when actual love comes in front of us, they get scared because love can scare you if you if we aren't tuned to actually accept and receive love. I didn't know personally what love is. Mm-hmm. I have to, I've had to practice through different modalities to open my heart, to open my mind, to be able to receive love in the in the past. If any of my friends wanted to do anything on my birthday, I would not let them do that because I was uh-huh. closed off. Now I I allow people to do things for me and it's the receiving and giving uh, of the so, energies, the exchange yeah. of love. If you you and if I may if I be honest, when we met last year, your way of expressing love is so amazingly, freakingly high. <laughs> Your way of expression is, oh, my love, oh, my love. I wasn't used to of that kind of love receiving. My uh-huh. nervous system was shocked in the beginning. Okay, holy shit, how I'm not <laughs> able to receive this kind of affection. The way you express love 
have been able to work on that to how you receive love so it, it's a, it's, a, it's a practice we can train our nervous system to receive all all the abundance we can manifest we have to be able to tune into the frequencies and and people who have been listening to this podcast for quite some time and they would they would think what what nishant is talking about all these frequencies energies yeah this mm-hmm. is the new phase that i'm in over the last 3 or 4 months to really to really tap into the frequencies and going above and beyond mind and transcending mind this is a new phase mm-hmm. that i well, mean I-, i have to say that i think last year one of the first times we met or we went out and we had coffee or, or i probably had a glass of red wine and you asked who some of my favorite coaches spiritual leaders were and one of them was Esther Hicks for me and i think Abraham Hicks and i think that was the same for you and she talked so much about the frequency and the you know plugging into our frequency for the day and actually i started listening to her in about 2016 i've never seen her i've never gone on one of her cruises or anything like that i would love to do that someday but that is when i really understood or started to understand how powerful our energy was is and what you're talking about how you're getting more and more into the practice of energy it's so cool it's so amazing to be able to tap into knowing a feeling or a vibration before anybody even opens their mouth you know yeah and for the same reason i stopped drinking 2 years ago i haven't had oh. a drink in the last 2 years because every time i i would drink in the past i felt something is off because my body couldn't adapt mm. to that and some people in the spiritual community will say that yeah yeah alcohol is a low vibe <laughs> i don't right. know but it's it's all about the moderation if you feel good Oh, it is Do so it. true though. I mean, I do definitely have I believe that alcohol can take you to a very low frequency in so many ways. I've been there. I've been there. I I love red wine, but at the same time there've been months and at a time that I don't need it or don't want it. And and there have been experiences of mine that I have completely ruined like a s- holiday because I had three glasses of red wine. So, I've been in both situations. So, no judgment ever. Or I try not to judge. And But there's a yes. place there is a place to to be messy occasionally mm-hmm, there's right. a place to be mm-hmm. you know and that's the beauty of enjoying life and not judging ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's this this scale how messy we are getting and how how often we are getting messy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that comes with great discernment, right? Just really knowing yourself well enough to know can i can i handle this is it going to get too messy can i keep it a little cleaner a little tidier when it comes to indulgences like alcohol right and i love hearing all of your stories and all of your experiences of your also your deep spiritual experiences with your psychedelics I Ooh. think that's super cool. I have not experienced that on a spiritual level. So 
I want to, I want to hear more about that. And now I, and, you want to hear now? Well, I'd love for you to tell me a story because I, when I I've heard you talk about it, I haven't, I can't remember a specific story that you've ever shared. Could you share that with, <laughs> with me? The psychedelics, I will, I will put a disclaimer as psychedelics. I'm not the expert. If you want to attempt if you want to attempt psychedelics, please have a therapist. Right. Please have a consultation. Please have. A I've safe heard you container. say that many, and there many are times. Many, many different compounds and substances under the umbrella of psychedelics. Psychedelics is one of the many tools. And I came across psychedelics two years ago and I've delved into psilocybin MDMA assisted therapy, which is sort of not legal, but I'm saying that I've delved into MDMA-assisted therapy in the last mm -hmm. one year. And psychedelic experience looks very different for everyone. For example, if you ask me, what does it feel like to be on a psychedelic experience? It means you're asking me, what does a rose smell like? Mm -hmm. Right? To experience rose, to experience the beauty of rose, you have to smell rose mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so what i can share from my experience in the psychedelic space is that i learned how to what what love actually feels like mm -hmm. what is love connecting to the frequency of love and becoming love mm -hmm. and because and i started to love myself more and more so psychedelics can 10x 100x your journey but it is risky at the same time. So I don't recommend these <laughs> this substance to everyone. You have to have a consultation. You have to know, you have to know your history. You have to know your psycho psychosomatic history. You have, have to know how you operate. Yes. Have all of your experiences been positive or have you had some fairly scary or you know something that i'm not sure exactly so if, well. if i had these scary experiences or negative experiences different people talk about different things so i'm still an amateur in the psychedelic space and mm -hmm. still a long way to go in that space but it's not like a therapy where it's you have to be very careful before you take and right people do psychedelics in the party settings in rave parties so there is right. a place I'm not, I don't do all of that in those right. kind of settings. So yes, and ketamine is becoming, I think it's legalized now. I, mm -hmm. I have not dealt in ketamine. So psychedelics is beautiful. It's, it's another modality to really speed up your journey. I have different kinds of friends who are against psychedelics. Some are uh -huh. pro-psychedelics. Yeah. And some people will say that this is a cheat sheet for your transformation. Cheat sheet for your transformation. Right. <laughs> so so it's really hard to to explain or share any story, but my I have had good experiences over the last one year to really open myself, to really allow myself to feel. I will give an analogy. When you have a guitar and you want to play mm -hmm. An amazing song. You have to tune the guitar to a particular scale, like E right. major, E minor, or B, C, D. You have to tune your guitar to different scales to play a right. particular song. 
And as human beings, we are spiritual beings. Human beings are spiritual beings or human doings or spiritual doings. So this is our human system. This is our spiritual system. We can tune our being to the frequency of love or to the mm -hmm. vibration of anything. Right. Right. You have a radio in your car. You you can tune into 94.7, 97.1. Mm -hmm. You can tune the guitar or you can tune the guitar or you can tune the radio to a particular frequency. So mm -hmm. psychedelic, what it does is, in, in simple words, it can tune your being. It is a tuner. It is tuning mm -hmm. your system to be able to receive all the energies in the in the universe, right? It uh, is just a tuner. Yes. It is just a tuner. If you are not used to of feeling, how are you going to be able to receive all the energy? So, so what I'm saying is that someone who has not done mm -hmm. any emotional work at the basic emotional work, mm -hmm. I don't recommend psychedelics to them. So you have to have basic grounding practices right. because psychedelics will just open you up and it will just fly high in the air. You right. have to have grounding practices. You have to have meditation. You have to have basic practices on a daily basis. You can't take psychedelics every day. Right. I I, I know exactly. Thank you for sharing that. I know exactly what that feels like because through this, through the last few years of these experiences that have been coming into my on, onto my path, I had to tune in and change my frequency so often with what was going on with with my son and with my children and with and with this transition and transformation in our life. And without doing psychedelics, which Sounds great. This is something I would love to experience in the future safely and with guidance. But if I did not have my Kundalini practice, because that is what Kundalini is, is the life force and the, the vibration and the tuning in. And if I didn't have that, it's almost like the universe introduced that to me at a time. So I was able, so I am I'm not saying I'm handling anything perfectly, beautifully, or even well. I, but that is exactly what I had to do every day. I have to decide what kind of frequency I'm taking in and giving off. And every frequency and, contains the information it is trying to tell us. Universe is trying to teach us something through all these energies. And mm -hmm. we can, it, it is our choice to label all these energies as anxious. I used to call I'm anxious. And yeah, I, would, right. I would have sessions with my guides or therapists. So I'm feeling anxious, <laughs> let's do the work. Now I try not to label. Yes, I do label. This is the default. This is my default mode, but I'm becoming better not to label. Oh, I'm feeling all these energies. Right? These are just frequencies. Maybe universe is trying to teach me something. And I, you know that I've had a chiropractor i've been working with a chiropractor over the last yeah. one year i have, a, I have an acupuncture doctor yes yes I dr think jared you, yeah. and yeah dr jared so really experiencing new modalities opening yourself opening your mind and heart and your system your chakras yes. right your, yeah. your oh, energy, yes. seven energy centers oh yeah i mean that is and that is what kundalini is about for me and it is the philosophy of kundalini is that coiled snake that sits at the bottom of your 
of your sacral and how are you going to uncoil that snake to make its way up into the heart space and the throat and the wisdom of the third eye and the crown and, and above. It's There's so many different ways that we can go about it. And that's why I do love to, that's why I love talking with you, Nishant. And it's so much fun talking with you. And there's not a lot of people that you can have these conversations with, but then once that door opens, then you do, and you do hear other people's stories and you realize how not alone we are, right? We're, we're just not alone in this on uncoiling the snake process. <laughs> but yeah, I, I know that when we met on that corner, it was like two magnets that just kind of connected. And I know that you and I have talked about past lives. And I know that you said you had a quantum, quantum coach. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm working with a quantum coach. And that is so exciting. And is that quantum coach, is that like going back into, I think we've discussed, if you hear my dog barking, it's because he wants dinner, yes. but we're going to, we're going to give him a few minutes. Is that going back into, is that the same as like Akashic Records? No. So Akashic okay, Records is a different modality. And okay. when I say quantum coach, so he's not a quantum coach in terms of label. That's what mm-hmm. he asked him. What do you call yourself? He said he's not a therapist. He's not a coach at the mind level. He's a, he used to be a chiropractor by trade. Dr. Mm-hmm. Cody Goldman, he lives in Denver. And I've I've gotten to know him for the last two years. We were at a mastermind group. You know, we, I was part of a mastermind group. I met him over there. And then last year I left that mastermind group. And, and I saw his Facebook post that he's opening to to coach people and i asked him hey can you just coach me and we had a session and in the once in the first session i noticed that he's very different from other guides and therapists i work with because usually in the therapeutic space therapists would listen to your story therapists would acknowledge and validate your feelings and stories he would not let me complete my story he said i'm so good at in my stories that I can literally convince my therapist mm-hmm. to buy into my <laughs> stories. He told sure. me in the first session, uh-huh. said, I'm, my mind is so strong <laughs> that I can convince my therapist into my story as well. So he would literally do the pattern interrupt. He would break me out of my stories. Mm-hmm. And that was very useful. And then what what quantum, so he he knows, he has studied theology, quantum mechanics, quantum field. So going beyond mind, so all whenever energy arises, we have the option to feel the energy or energy can exit two different ways. Energy can take an exit from the mind or the energy can take an exit from the heart. Uh-huh. So the intention is to become like a needle, to become like a needle. When the energy arises, letting that energy penetrate you, mm-hmm. letting that energy penetrate you, letting that feeling move through your body your mind Mm. can make a story oh Mm. what is happening to me i'm having a bad day or my boss is crazy or my partner is this or or something is happening Mm. or my heart can label the energy can exit out of the heart saying that oh i'm disappointed 
I'm feeling sad, I'm anxious. So truly has this has been a practice to to allow myself and let the energy penetrate through me. And in the quantum, everything is energy. Everything is right. energy. Energy can either be created or destroyed. We are energetic beings. Energy. We are made up of all the atoms, particles, and the energies. And you know that when we, sometimes we feel very weird, very off. When we are in some, we, when we are with someone and in a new environment or some different weird environment, we feel off. And I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've, been, I've been embracing that. I'm very sensitive. So sensitivity is my superpower. I'm, I'm actually embracing that. All my healers and therapists are telling me that sensitivity is my superpower. So truly tapping into that sensitive part of myself and not negating that sensitive part of myself. So quantum coach. So let's say giving him, he's not a therapist. He's not a coach, where, but he's a different kind, different kind of coaching. And he can bring me into, into the quantum. He can he can mm-hmm. actually pull me out of my mind into right. the calls. So now I see him twice, twice a month. He can pull me and you know, energy and it's you know, truly allowing myself to have the orgasm. When you truly feel the energy, you feel like in having an orgasm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like just a natural high of complete yep. surrender yeah. and and I think that we tell ourselves these stories all the time all the time and some of them are not even real most yeah, of them, and, you know yes, and with this quantum <laughs> right? coach i'm practicing that life is a mirror everything whatever i'm seeing good or bad i already have that good or bad or good and bad inside of me life right. is a mirror if i like something in you it means i i like that quality i like that trait or characteristic inside of me because you are the mirror. I can see myself in you. Right. I can see all these amazing traits or characteristics inside of you. In the past, I would put people on pedestal. Right? What's happening is I'm putting people above and I'm putting myself below. Mm-hmm. And in the quantum, life is in the equilibrium. Mm-hmm. Life tries to bring you back into the equilibrium, into the neutral state. Mm-hmm. Like a pendulum, you can't hang on to the extreme end for so long, and that extreme end could be happiness or the sadness. We can hold on to any of those emotions for too long. Life will try to bring you back into the equilibrium. Mm-hmm. So, what I like in you, it means I like that inside of myself. At the same time, if I dislike something in you, if I criticize something in you, it means I'm not owning that part inside of myself. I can oh. see that inside of you, but I cannot see that inside of myself. And oh. in the in the coaching sessions, oh, true. I talk about my dating and relationships. Or I was why... just thinking that I was yeah. just thinking about marriage. I mean, that's the first thing that came to me was, oh my gosh, every married couple needs to hear this. Like it is so every relationship, but like really, when you I've been married 23 years, and it's the first thing that came to my mind is like. <gasps> Gosh, you know, when I get annoyed with my husband, is it am I annoyed with him, or is am I is it because I'm annoyed with that within myself that I haven't owned mm, truly owned, owned up owned to those parts mm-hmm. of yourself, and not not judging any of those parts of yourself. Mm-hmm. I didn't know any better, so those unconscious judgment would come to those parts of myself. So now I'm embracing, learning to embrace those parts of myself, and not judging. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling. 
something, yeah, those parts of myself are feeling. And that's really a practice in getting to know yourself. That's the other thing that's just been really, you know, I'm in the middle of my life and and I'm just still getting to know myself. And every day, I, I've, I don't think it's going to ever go, you know, I want to learn more about myself every single day until, you know, I'm on the other side. That is what I, that's really like owning up to a lot. Like sometimes I'm like, wow, I, I really I'm really still really finding out about who I am. Have you ever heard of the human design? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. It's so cool. The blueprint of our human design, but along the lines of these modalities that you can find to find out more about yourself and what kind of person you are or what kind of relation you know somebody else that you're having a relationship with and but yeah i've just recently been kind of tapping into that and that's been super cool too so what have um, you discovered about yourself in the human design i have delved into that very little i'm not very i'm not very familiar with human design but i know a little bit about that so what about what about you what I, have you learned about that well going back to what you said about being sensitive and that being your superpower I too, I was told as a little kid that I was too sensitive. How come I'm so sensitive? What happened to you that you're so sensitive? You're overly sensitive. You're overly emotional. You know, I mean, like it was a curse. And then as I've gotten to know myself through uh, all these different practices, through all of this, this, um, you know, all of these wonderful modalities of of tapping into understanding I am a manifesting generator through the human design blueprint. What does it mean to you? Well, like I said last year, when I said I was a manifester, so that I do know it can go both ways too, right? The light, the dark, it can be the positive, the negative. So it's not always like, go, go, go. Everything's great. I'm going to make this happen and And everything's going to, Do you experience light? You have to experience darkness. Well, and I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm in the dark. (laughs) I'm freaking living it. (laughs) Can you still still experience light when you're in the darkness? That's, and that is been the, that has been the, just, oh, that's been the biggest thing. That's been the biggest experience of like how, Every day I get to choose. Do my am I going to stay in the dark? Am am I going to? How am I going to find the light? How am I going to manifest that joy? How am I going to exfoliate the the negative? People can't do it by themselves. That I know. I couldn't. That that I know. We have to stay connected and open. And I think that's like, yeah. the uh, you know, that's the other thing about everything that's in, and having three children who are 18, 24, almost 25 and 27 and watching how different their world is than how my world was as at their age and uh, seeing how connected we are, but how ironically disconnected we are. We um, have talked about it. My so, journey... Yeah. Yeah. Didn't even start until I was 30. 
Yes. And I, I tried to do it all alone, all, all this by myself, because as a child, I was very self-reliant, not needing, not needing to depend on people. And it's been only two years, actually, that I've been getting help from different kinds of practitioners. It hasn't been that long, but I was reading tons of books. I was, I had, I was very studious. I would go to different workshops, occasionally read so many books, take online courses, but getting one-on-one help in therapy, coaching, it it has been only two years, not that Mm -hmm. long. Oh, I've heard, you know, I've heard you talk about some of your experiences about when you and I'm like, I, I just, I just adore you. You know that, but I just about the fact that you moved to a whole new, like just created a whole new world for yourself and had the courage to leave behind and to have this life that you've worked so hard on. And to have watched you grow, even in this one year, and listening to just even the difference in your voice and your confidence through your podcasts, it's so, I'm so excited for you. And I'm You're, you're so, making me feel so good. Yeah, Thank you. It's so, it's so <laughs> true, though. It is really, it's really, it's really awesome. And we can't do it alone. And even in the last few months, I was, I was so down and I was so scared. It was all fear. It's complete fear. And fear I was good. pushing. Fear can be good. Well, I it's made me realize how, because I was really pushing people away. I, I didn't want to see people. I didn't want to go to the grocery store. I didn't want people to ask me how my family was, how my kids were. It was too hard. It was so, it was really difficult. And then realizing how much support was out there. And how people were dropping food off at my front door and writing us letters and and supplying us with this outer love that I knew that if I I really had to make an effort to get back out there and reconnect with, with people who cared about us. And I couldn't do it by myself. And I have to remind myself of that every day because it's really easy to disconnect and not want to participate in life when you're feeling so fearful of the unknown. And, but yeah, what, what can happen in a year and what we have to do to stay connected with ourselves and others is a gift when it is offered to us through opportunities like the dark and the dark things that happen and that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And when there is light, darkness will come. And Mm -hmm. with that, we have to be optimistic that if we are feeling light or if we are experiencing light or when we are feeling joy, we can enjoy that Knowing mm-hmm. that it may not stay forever. And oh, when we are feeling sad, yes. when we are super freaking disappointed, then we can tell ourselves and be kind that this won't stay for long either. Yeah. This is a this is a guest into our right. guest house. This is a guest into our system, which may not stay for long. So learning to stay with that guest of 
sadness, disappointment, or any range of feelings or emotions, whatever arise. Yeah. Last night I went to a scholarship event for the high school seniors who were given scholarships and they had to write essays and they probably had specific questions. And I don't know the questions that they had asked the students, not all of them. Proudly, my daughter received a scholarship, which is so amazing. But some of the kids' stories were absolutely heartbreaking from parents who have committed suicide, parents who got sick, fathers who abandoned their children in the middle of their teenage years, the tenacity behind these kids. And when they were receiving these scholarships so they can continue higher education and to get on with their lives, to hear their stories were so humbling. And it gave me so much strength and so much hope and so much love and compassion. It was, it was so beautiful. And I, I just, if more people went out there and, you know, could ask people their story, tell me your story, you know, tell me your good story. Tell me your bad story. Tell me your, the good, the bad, the ugly. It's just always so heartwarming and heartbreaking all at the same time yeah, to know you what people about, go through. You mentioned about not going to the grocery store. And I've noticed this pattern inside of me. I feel most empathic when I'm in the grocery store. Mm. That's why I didn't go. I feel the most... <laughs> I don't know what is happening whenever I'm in the grocery store. I'm just feeling so much. Yep. That and feeling grateful and very fortunate to have some really cool people in my life and to be able to access all different modalities. Because I know growing up, we didn't have money, we didn't have a lot to experience life, to experience beauty of life. So I I know what it feels like when somebody says that they can't afford mm-hmm. a coaching or a therapy. I know what it feels like. Mm-hmm. I've been there. So and I don't have the answer for people who can, who can't really afford. But what I can say is that you can afford books, you know, in $10 mm-hmm. you have a I joke that you have a choice to get a drink or get a book. Yeah. Just be open. There are so many free tools online. You know, they're free mm-hmm. podcasts, free stuff. And life is evolving. Life is changing. And I didn't until until last Sunday. Mm-hmm. I I I got into sacred sexuality. I'm learning about sacred sexuality. I'm actually mm-hmm. going to take a take an online course on divine masculine, truly, truly tapping into my divine mm-hmm. masculine. So life is evolving. Life is changing and be open about new possibilities. If someone can't afford any modality right now, yes, there will be an opportunity in the future to mm-hmm. be able to afford that. And I think I, I've been talking about a lot these days about the affordability of coaching. I've been, I, yeah, can't, I've I can't afford all different coaches. You know, every coach has different price range and at least be open. And knowing mm-hmm. that the the right thing will fall at the right time mm-hmm. when you're open, when you are optimistic, when you're hopeful. 
And you're making, yeah. And you're making choices in the direction of, like I used to say, I used to teach TRX and bar classes and I've taught men's stretch classes for eight years. And I'd hear people say, I can't afford, I can't afford to take that class three times a week. I would offer it three times a week. Can you read once a month or once a quarter? Yeah. And, and yeah, like I would, I would, I, I taught it for years and, and I meet a man who was so stressed out and mis- miserable and marriage wasn't going well. And I'd say, come to my decompression class and let's stretch. And, oh, I can't afford it. I can't afford to do that. And I'd say, but you can afford to go to, you know, the local pub and get your three beers or whatever. So we have these choices, right? Mostly I hear that from women, not from men, which is kind of funny. I don't And it's interesting. That. A lot of actually 60 to 70% of my podcast listeners are females. Yeah, I was, I you think, know, I was going to ask you that. Okay, thank you for that information. I, yeah. think, I think women are more open to all this personal development. This is a true. Absolutely. I, I stopped teaching women's exercise classes because they had more excuses because it, I think they actually had to show up. So I could see that podcast would be really great for women because they can, you know, it's more accessible. Men, men, men never, I didn't hear men very often say, oh, I couldn't afford it. I, I always heard women say, oh, I can't afford that. I can't afford that. That was actually more, more the case. But opposite um, so in the case. Okay. Yes, definitely. So we have this, we have these choices for sure to decide what modalities we want to use to better ourselves. But I think in the next, you know, if we ever talk again like this, or if you talk to other friends, hearing what other people do to get through their dark and their light, their joy and their fear. I think happiness is like a roller coaster. You know, one minute you're happy, the next minute you're mm-hmm. not. That's Somebody nice. makes you mad on the road or, you know, I'm in the grocery store or whatever. My number one character, my number one character mark is empathy. So I feel, I feel too, I, I feel so much and I've had to learn how to guide that and taper that and explore that as well as you have. <laughs> yeah. Um, Noel, yes. it has been an amazing conversation with you. And thank, thank you for you. sharing all your vulnerabilities, all your stories. And it was so fun to record this conversation with you. We kept trying over the last few months and finally it happened in May of 2023. So yeah. I, I know we are getting close over time. Is there anything you want to add before we stop recording? You have one minute left. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, one, uh, be like water. <laughs> be like Just water. Like, be like water. And I adore you. I can't wait to see you this summer. Thank you for everything. Thank you for your hard work, your podcasts, your heart, your vulnerability. And thank you for being a true friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. And people who are listening, thank you for tuning in. And and if you are intrigued and inclined to share your stories on this podcast, if you have things to share, I would love to hear from you. You can send me an email through my website. And we can definitely set up some time and bring and help people to get through the darkness. 
yeah. to get through the light and to just embrace all of life. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you Noel. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you.